Praise the Lord, YouTube. This is uh, Brother Philip Romick. Um, so we're starting a new thing here, Pentecostal podcast. Um, it's our very first lesson that we're teaching. Um, it's going to be me, Philip, and uh, I also have a um, another speaker. He's going to be on every other week. Um, Brother Taylor Lake, and he's going to be speaking next week to you guys. So I just wanted to come to you guys, and um, you know, th this is going to be um, hopefully every week we're going to have a new video. Um, you know, it's uh, explaining the views of the Pentecostal Church, our beliefs. Um, so I thought uh, since we're calling this Pentecostal podcast. My first week, I would want to talk about explaining Pentecost, uh, what it is, when it started, um, you know, what it involves, the salvation, you know, everything like that. Um, so yeah, I just think it's fitting. It's a very fitting topic, and then we're gonna be mostly talking about in these podcasts and these videos. Um, for the most part, we're going to talk about holy living, you know, uh, things from the New Testament, how to live righteous, godly. <clears throat> so that's that's pretty much what we're going to do. We're just wanting to spread the word of God out to the world. Everyone that can listen, subscribe to Pentecostal Podcast, like us on our Facebook page. You know, just go ahead and just uh, we're going to try to make as many videos as we can. So. Um, Alright, so we're going to start out here. Very first question here is, um, what is Pentecost? Alright, so Pentecost, um, what it was, was the very first time that people in the New Testament received salvation. So, after the death of Jesus is when Pentecost started. Pentecost started um, from Peter. He was the very first person to preach it. Uh, Jesus gave him the keys, the authority to start the church after his death. It says in Matthew 16, 18, and 19, this is the words of Jesus, And I say also unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So Jesus right here gave Peter the authority to start his church after his death. Jesus himself did not save anyone while he walked on the earth. He healed, he reached out to people, but the beginning of the New Testament church started with Peter, in the book of Acts, chapter 2. So it says here, Acts, or um, Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church. He's talking about Peter, upon this rock I will build my church. So Peter is the rock, but he's building his church on what Peter says. So I just want to explain that, that Pentecost started at Acts. Um... The message of salvation preached by Peter is the plan of salvation for the church, for our lives. So, just wanted to 
detail that out for you guys. So when did Pentecost start? Uh, Pentecost started in the book of Acts when they were waiting for the promise of the Holy Ghost in Jerusalem following the words of Jesus in Acts 1.5 For John truly baptized with water but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. So John's baptism was repentance but the baptism of the Holy Ghost is for salvation. So that was the words of Jesus in Acts 1.5 right there. Now um, there were about 120 in the upper room waiting for the promise of the Holy Ghost to fill them. These, uh, for example, included the 12 disciples, uh, included Jesus' mother, and Jesus' brothers. That can be referenced in Acts 1, 13 through 15. So this salvation needed to be for every single person, not just for a select amount of people. Even the mother of Jesus needed salvation. She wasn't exempt from she wasn't exempt from it so you know that scripture just shows us that um, the Holy Ghost first fell on believers in Acts 2 um, 1 through 4 it says and the day of, when the day of Pentecost was fully come they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them clothed in tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. So, here we have in Acts 2, <clears throat> the very first time that they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and the evidence of the Holy Ghost. What is the evidence? The Holy Ghost is evident by speaking in tongues. This, when you get the Holy Ghost, you're going to speak in another language that you've never spoken before. You don't know it. Only the Spirit of God allows you to speak the whole, speak in tongues. Um, God does this. There's a reason that God does this. God does this so you will not be con uh, confused or doubt if you are filled with the God's Spirit. You will know for certain you are filled with God's Spirit by speaking a language you don't know. So if God didn't have a certain evident proof that you were filled with the Holy Ghost, you'd be like, am I or am I not filled with God's Spirit? But since you speak in a language you do not know, you know that you're being filled with the Holy Ghost. So here we have in, and, um, in 1 Corinthians 14.33, For God is not the author of confusion but a peace, as in all churches of the saints. So God is not going to make you confused or doubt whether you receive the Holy Ghost. It's going to be 100% positive. He's not the author of confusion. Okay, so what, what exactly is the salvation plan here um, that was preached? So after the people of Israel realized they had killed Jesus, their Lord and Christ... They asked in Acts 2.37, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts, and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Verse 38 goes on to continue the plan of salvation. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, 
and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. How many people is this for? Who is this for? Verse 39 tells us who this is for. The Holy Ghost is for anyone. Verse 39, For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even to as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself from this untoward generation. Then they, they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about three thousand souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. So, Peter in Acts 2.38 told us exactly how to be saved. After they realized their Lord and Savior, they killed him on the cross. After they realized that, they knew they needed salvation. Does Did the salvation message from Peter match up with the words of Jesus? Definitely yes. There is 100% exact proof that they match up. How do we know this? How do we know this? Alright, so we have John 3, 1-5. Now this is going to be Jesus talking here. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that there are a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 